you know, uh, I, I, as you guys know, I go to Sacramento State and I'm a communications major. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how something like this can even happen. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm confused as to how, how this is even possible. I, I don't, I don't understand how this is possible. So this is from the State Hornet, which is, uh, my school's newspaper. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely left-leaning for sure. Um, yeah, but I, that, that's a whole nother topic. So... Sacramento State somehow accidentally accepted 3,500 waitlisted students. Just the university decided not to rescind admittance. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to read the article. Uh, just give you my reaction afterwards. This is from Max Connor. Um, here we go. Sacramento State accidentally invited 3,500 waitlisted students to admitted students day this year. According to Vice President of Student Affairs, Ed Mills. Mills said that 500 of those prematurely accepted are now enrolled. We would have likely admitted that many students anyway, said Mills. See, see that's, oh, I, I can't wait till the end now. See, of course, because you're going to, of course you're going to say that because one, you, you want to kind of not have this much embarrassment because I, I'm just, I don't know how this works. How do you, I, I don't understand how this happens. How does a school accidentally accept 3,500 kids? students because you know they may not be kids but just how do you how does that accidentally happen mills confirmed that the school accidentally sent out invites to admitted students day to a group of students on the wait list prematurely but said that the school didn't consider rescinding those invitations because they were confident that there would be enough space to admit them after a record number of students were set to graduate sac state graduates between 6500 and 7000 students annually but in the last year that number nearly rose to nearly 9000 mills said he added that the university has seen an increase in the overall student body of about 9% in the last decade. Now, I'm going to say this. When I walk through Sac State, you know, Sac State's already pretty crowded, you know, because one, you got trees. If you if you ever go to Sac State, um, it's uh, or just actually just Sacramento. There's a lot of trees. It's really beautiful. But on the campus, you know, you love it. But there's already a lot of trees, and so now I'm, you know, people we're walking through the we're walking through the walkways and trying to get to our class. It is so crowded, it's so crowded, and it's just like, where did all these people come from? Each class seems to be getting bigger. So I'm a I'm a third year, and I'm gonna graduate. I'm gonna graduate in May 2021. But, you know, I've just seen, you know, it's taking me longer to get to my classes and I'm still walking at the same speed. I don't walk fast. I don't walk slow. But I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm like, my God. It's just, it's just so crowded. Like, it's already a bunch of people. And Sac State also had this problem 
where we were supposed to have some off-campus places to live. And uh, so what happened is just recently, you know, the kids were allowed to move in. But there was this place where students were supposed to move in. I think it's called Academy 65, if I remember correctly. And it's it's really close to Sacramento State. Like, it's even closer than where, where I'm at. And I'm only like a mile away. I think at the most. But with this situation, you have... I mean, you had people who... They signed leases to move in on a certain day. And then that day came... These students came to move in. And they couldn't move in because they the construction wasn't done yet. So these students had to put up their own money to put themselves in a hotel room for like three, four weeks. Do you know how expensive that that is a month in a hotel? I'm gonna be honest, I would sue. There's no way there's no way. There's no way you're not going to have the construction done. Because here's the thing. When you sign a lease, there is there is a move-in date and there is a move-out date. Or pretty much saying, you know, there's a, there's a date when the lease begins where you can live there. And then there's a date where it ends where you have to be out. However you want to word it. If I move, if my move-in day was, a tw- was August 21st. If I came up here on August 21st with my possessions and they say, oh, yeah, sorry, Solomon. Um, yeah, we can't really, um, you know, we know, we know you signed your lease back in, uh, back in February, but, um, yeah, you know, we, we, we're not done with construction. And so you, you gotta, you gotta have to go to a hotel. Okay, that sucks. Well, uh, you know, at least you guys are paying for it. Oh, no, 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 no. We, uh, you, 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 you gotta, you gotta do that for yourself. There's no way. There's no, there's, I, I, I mean, I would, I would obviously do the hotel thing because I have no choice. But, I mean, I would, I, I'd soothe. So there's no way. And I mean, the campus is just getting, there's a lot of students on campus. And, well, let me just keep reading. Um, according to the admissions page on the Sac State website, Sac State is considered an impacted campus, meaning that the school receives more applications from qualified students than can be accommodated, so enrollment has to be uh, limited. A lot of majors on at Sac State are impacted. I, my, I myself, when I applied, I was waitlisted. Sacramento State was my first choice. I was waitlisted. And the other two places I applied to rejected me. And so, yeah. I, I don't know if I... I think I told you guys that in an earlier episode. But yeah. So I was waitlisted by Sacramento State. Um, You know, eventually I got in. I think it was like maybe a month or two months later when they accepted me or something like that. But Sac State is very impacted. Like, I know people in, you know, nursing majors. I know, um, a girl who lives, who lives near me. She is a nursing major. And the GPA has to be like so perfect. I want to say it's like a three, I think it's a three, nine, five. 
don't quote me on this, but it's something like so specific and it's just, they have to kind of keep changing the, the requirements because there's just so many people that can get in, but there's only so much space. It's like, wow. So it's, so Sacramento State is very impacted and it's very, very crowded. Like you can see it, you know, and I, I kind of expected it because, you know, the first two weeks, you know, people are adding classes, uh, dropping classes. Um, you know, people are trying to find out, you know, figure out the campus. You got transfers and all of that. But I mean, still, you know, this, this, I mean, the third week is ending and we're about to go into the fourth week. It is still like super packed. It's like, that's amazing. In addition to Sac State being impacted as a university, there are seven individual programs that are, that are listed as impacted on the Sac State admissions page. Yeah. Business administration, criminal justice, uh, my friend is a criminal justice major, psychology, health sciences, nursing. I have multiple people in trying to get into nursing and they're just, you know, they're pre- their hands are pretty much tied. Biological sciences and graphic design. This means that each of those departments are able to impose additional criteria on prospective students for admittance. While there may be many students who never have the opportunity to come to Sac State because of impaction, some students who have made it are in impacted majors say, say haven't had too hard of getting a good time the classes they need. I actually was able to get into most of my upper division general ed classes and some electives that worked with my upper general education classes as well, said Brandon Blanda. Um, sorry if I, I don't, Blanda, Blanda, I'm going to say Blanda. If I butchered it, I, I apologize. A junior criminal justice major who transferred to Sac State this fall from Solano Community College. Other students have had a harder time getting the classes they need to fulfill their major and graduate in a timely manner. Senior Helena Williams, who switched to psychology, an impacted major, during her sophomore year said the decision caused her to have to take summer, summer school classes, which until recently was not covered by financial aid. When talking about all the classes she needed to take, Williams said it was a bit of a struggle, but then I got them. Williams said that even though psychology was an impacted major, switching was as simple as filling out a form stating what classes she'd already, she had already taken. So that's really all I'm going to say about this. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how do you, how do you accidentally admit 3,500 kids? I, I just, I can't, I can't envision that. I have, a, I have a general understanding of how college admission works, but I just, I, I, I don't even know how this is possible. I don't know how this is possible. Um, and no, just, just concerning Sac State, you know, if, if, you know, I like, I like Sacramento State. I plan if, if it's in my power and I have a great, um, career up here and all of that, um, I, I'd like to live in the Sacramento area, but Sacramento State to me, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a liberal school. Um, so it's not really ideal, but I really like it. Um, it's nice. It's beautiful. Um, you got people, you got people from all over. I think I want to say, uh, Sac State, we just admitted quite a few international students. I think it's like the, the most we've ever admitted. Um, so yeah, Sac State is really growing. Uh, it's a great, it's a fun school. Um, yeah, uh, sports, I mean, we're nothing, 
really special. Like we're not in the head. We're, I mean, we're D one, but you know, it's a, it's a good school, and I I really recommend it. Um, but I I just say this to all college, especially seniors in high school. You know, you're about to apply to schools. You know, just have a plan and know what you want to do. Just just have just have some kind of plan. If you don't know what you want to do, I would advise you don't go to school. Don't come in here. When I say here, I mean universities and college. Don't come in here undeclared and stay like because what happens is usually when people come in undeclared, they they're like that for like a year or two years, and pretty much all you're doing is you're just paying for classes, but you are no closer to graduating because you're just taking class and you're not going in a specific direction. You're just taking units. So you know, come in, have a plan. If you don't, if you don't want to go to school, or if you don't know what you want to do, um, I would, I would strongly advise you don't go to school. You know, figure out what you want to do. I believe you should have at least an idea of what you want to do. But if you have no idea, I would encourage you not to go to school because that's a lot of money. It's quite a bit of time coming. You know, um, get a job. Um. Or start a business or, you know, do something like that. And, you know, don't go to school. Save yourself some money. Save yourself some debt. And uh, just 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 avoid it altogether. But anyway, Sac State, good school. If I could do it again, I certainly would apply again. Okay, so uh, the next thing I want to talk about is really stupid. It's just, it's just really, really stupid. So Millie Bobby Brown... Um, great looking girl, uh, 15 years old. She's a February baby, actually. She was, she's, she was born February 19th, 2004, which I didn't know that. So she's a little bit older than my, than my brother, who just turned 15 a little bit ago. Um, but yeah, she's a February baby. I didn't know we had that in common. Anyway. And, um, pretty much, you know, Millie Bobby Brown, I guess she started like a vegan makeup thing, a, a makeup, makeup line. And I guess people are upset at her because she didn't, it looks like a scam or I shouldn't say scam, but it just looks like she doesn't really know what she's doing. And it looks like a joke because I guess she was, she did like a tutorial, but there was still makeup on her face of how to pretty much how to wash your face. But I guess at the end, she still had makeup on her face. I don't really know. Here's what I'm trying to say. Who cares? Like, who actually cares? Now, now I understand. Millie is a good-looking girl. You know, when she hits 18, a lot of guys are going to go after her. I'm just going to be real. I mean, she's a very good-looking girl. A lot of promise. She's the future of Hollywood. But you, I mean, people, come on. Come on, we are at a situation now where we are, we are, cons- think, think about this. We are concerned about a 15 year old's makeup line and concerned that, you know, she is trying to, you know, know how to wash her face and, you know, I'm trying to learn all that. And we're just so worried about stuff that's so meaningless. You know, good for Millie. She's, you know, she's going about her thing. She's doing businesses. She just, I think she just, if I remember correctly, she just came up with a thing 
where she like partnered with Pandora and she's doing a jewelry line. So she's really diversifying. So good for Millie. Good for her. She shouldn't come out and apologize for this because this is just so trivial and it's so stupid. But I'm talking to the people who are looking at this and are mad at her. Leave, leave her alone. Who cares? And my question to you, why are you even getting makeup advice and beauty advice? I can, I can understand it if you, I can understand if you're, a, if you're a child. I can understand that. And you're, you know, you look up to Millie and you're, you know, you're around her age or you're going to be that age and you see her as your role model. Um, if you want to do that and you look up to her, fine. But I mean, it's like, I mean, there are some adults who are like, they're looking, they're watching her videos and they're trying to get tips off of it. It's like, you can't find any other person or any other source to get tips. This is from, this is from Jezebel.com. When I was in my early teens, I sang Fiona Apple into a tape recorder and proceeded to play the resultant recording over the phone to my crush, who laughed so hard he accidentally hung up his cordless phone. I did this because the ages of 12 through 16 are one long stream of embarrassments threaded by the universal truth that nearly pubescent children want praise and attention but cannot yet tell which bids will earn good attention and which will earn ridicule. For example, Millie Bobby Brown, a 15-year-old girl working full-time as an actor, regularly earns praise for pretending to be a psychic orphan but has only recently earned ridicule for pretending to wash her face. In what looks to be video shot on camera phone propped against the bathroom mirror, Millie Bobby Brown mills to her friends and customers, simulates removing her makeup with her new Florence by Mills skincare line while wearing a full face of makeup and simply rubbing dry hands against foundation-covered skin. It's the kind of thing a teenager might post to social media and remove hours later when the whole school starts laughing. Unfortunately for Mills, the whole school is the entire internet, where fans are... Uh, apoleptic at the trickery and the video earned international media attention. Today, the child has felt compelled to issue an apology to the entire world for behaving childishly. Oh my god. Here it is. Here it is. I'm still learning the best way to share my routines as I get to know this space better. I'm not an expert, Brown wrote in an Instagram post. I thought doing a quick video replicating my personal process for that night was okay. But that's not what was conveyed. I understand. I appreciate all your feedback on this journey. Please keep sharing your thoughts and I will too. I love you guys. X hashtag love and light. Um, I don't know what that means. That might be a Stranger Things reference. I don't know. Love and light, Millie. Please consider not being a child actor anymore because it's almost certainly bad for you. Okay. Um, Millie, don't... I know you don't know me, but, you know, don't don't worry about this. You're still young. You're 15. Um, you're still, you're still figuring it out. Um, and you know, if people, if people take it, if people take it a certain way, that really is too bad. You know, being a communications major, I've learned pretty much, you know, the, the in-depth portions of communication. It's like, I can say one thing and I can mean it, I can mean it to be perfectly kind and nice and truthful and all of that and the person who hears it takes it the opposite way it's that's possible so you know who who really cares man who really cares millie this is this is beneath you you can 
you know, this is, it's just, it's just so, so dumb. People get a life. I mean, you're, you're coming after, you're coming after uh, a rich 15-year-old girl who is an actress just trying to, you know, do business. It's not like she was trying to scam you guys or anything like that. She's just, you know, she did what she thought was okay. And I mean, 15, I gotta, well, I'm gonna ask you this. What, what were you doing at 15? What were, I just, just think about that. What were you doing at 15? I can't imagine you were a child actress or actor. I can't imagine you had any businesses or multiple income streams. I can't imagine any of that. So give, give Millie a break. This is, it's, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. I, I, I thought about not talking about this, but I was just like, this is so pathetic. This is so pathetic. And I, I personally, personally, if, I mean, I'm not Millie and I'm not going to tell Millie what to do, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have apologized. I wouldn't have apologized. I mean, you can explain yourself, but you don't have to apologize. And even then you don't, even then you don't have to explain yourself. Alright. Here's, here's a story that's, um, just kind of interesting. Just kind of interesting. Alright, so this is from KTLA.com. Um, Students walk out of El Medina High School after golf cart crash on campus leaves classmate dead. Dozens of students at El Medina High School walked out of class on Thursday morning in protest after a golf cart crash on campus resulted in the death of a 15-year-old student with special needs earlier this week. Manny Perez suffered major injuries in the crash on Monday at the campus located at 3920 East Spring Street in the city of Orange. He later died. Uh, I know where this school is. I didn't go to school in Orange, but I went to school in Glendora. Um, but I, you know, living in SoCal and being near the LA area and just having driven around um, for years and spending 18 years there, um, I know I know where this school is. Um, I can't say I know exactly where it is, but I know the general area that this is. It was not immediately clear how he got into the vehicle, an attorney for Manny's family said. It was not immediately clear how he got into the vehicle. An attorney for Manny's family said the boy had been unattended, something the Orange Unified School District has denied. A GoFundMe account set up to raise money for the teen stated that he had autism and limited motor skills. Robert Glassman, the family's attorney, told KTLA that Manny had the mental capacity of a 3-5 to year old. He was on the severe end of the autism spectrum, Glassman said, and the school knew that. Everyone knew that, and that's why it's completely unacceptable that they left him unattended where he would be in a position to do to this kind of thing. In a statement to KTLA, the Orange Unified School District refuted the allegation that the team was left alone at the time. He had two aides with him when he parked a, when he entered a parked golf cart. These aides immediately tried to persuade the student to exit the cart and tried to stop it as it sped forward and ultimately crashed. The statement read in part, The explanation, however, didn't appease some students who expressed frustration over the incident as they participated in the walkout after first period. 
He died because of somebody else's fault, because they weren't watching him, said Victoria Ruiz, a student at the school. It could have easily been prevented by somebody just watching him. The Orange Unified School District released another statement to KTLA after dozens of students walked out of class on Thursday. We understand how difficult this has been for many of our students. We sympathize with their frustration and sadness. Frankly, this, this anxiety is being fueled and by unfounded rumors and misinformation on social media, and that is unfortunate. Now, I have many things to say about the story. Um, this is a hard thing because now you're going, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, they, it's kind of a, they did, no, they didn't. They did, they did, no, we didn't. That's what this, that's what the situation is. So you have one side saying, okay, they were, you know, they were negligent and they didn't, um, this child was by himself and died because, because of, because of them. And the school and district is saying that's not the case. Okay. So I, I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to really prove, prove all this stuff. Um, I'm not, I'm just not really sure how it's going to work out. Um, I'm going to say this though, and this is going to be controversial. Well, let me, let me go to the quote. Let me go to the quote so I can, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where is it? Okay. Right here. Victoria Ruiz, a student at the school. He died because of somebody else's fault. Because they weren't watching him. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Yes, he had the mental capacity of a three to five year old. Okay. But I'm going to say this. He died because of his own hand. Now, I will say this. He wasn't, he mentally, he didn't understand what he was doing. Okay. Mentally, he didn't understand what he was doing. And he didn't understand the consequences of what happened. Of what, or I should say, of what could have happened while he was alive at the time. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he died because of them. He, he unintentionally took his own life. Okay. Now, like it or not, that's what happened. It's not, it is not because of the school. The school didn't tie him up. They, they did not tie him up. Put him inside the golf cart, restrain him, and, you know, put a brick on the gas pedal and just aimed it at a wall or something that killed him. That's not what happened. He, um, was acting like a supposed three to five year old. And he somehow start, I, I don't, well, here's the thing. I don't know if, if he started the golf cart and then it went or he, or someone got out and then he got in. I don't know, but he got in the golf cart and it sped off and it went out of speed. Now, let me tell you something. Golf carts can move. I've almost been hit by uh, a golf cart. We had a guy, and this is kind of a tangent, and I'll, I'll go back, but we had a guy named Pete that was an aide at our high school and he can't see out of one of his eyes. I can't remember which one, but he can't see, but they let him drive the golf cart. 
I mean, well, there's multiple golf carts, but he would get, he'd have his own and it's like, okay, Pete, you can't, you, you just shouldn't be driving because you can only see out of one eye. And I think it was, I don't remember which eye it was, but he would, he'd have to take these wide turns because he just, he couldn't see. And so every time he was turning, every time he would turn, he'd, he'd almost hit kids. And I was one of those kids and, you know, it just, I'm just, the point, the point is, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny memory that I look back at it now. Um, but anyway, people may look at this one and be like, how did he die by a golf cart? If you've never been in a golf cart or you've never been on a golf cart or you've never actually seen a golf cart really going, you know, at a, at a decent speed, golf carts can move. They really can. Um, but anyway, when I'm, you know, I'm going to go back. He didn't die because of other people. That's not, that's not what happened. I'm going to play from both sides. Let's say, let's say he was all, let's say he was all by himself, unattended, and he sees the golf cart and he's like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to be in that thing and see how far, how fast I can make it go. He gets in the golf cart and then he pushes the gas. It takes off. And, um, he dies because of the impact. And the injuries that he sustained. Um, so by that, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he caused his own, he caused his own death. Unintentionally. Now, let's say, now let's go with the side that there were aides with him. It's like, okay, well, so their story is, uh, this is from the Orange Unified School District. He had two aides with him when he entered a parked golf cart. So that's supposedly two witnesses that were that are with him. He gets into the golf cart, and people may say, "Oh, why didn't they just grab him?" Um, prob- that probably isn't the best move because uh, it's just you can't. Autism doesn't work like that. If you if you grab them, you can really like really frighten them, and they. And in case you didn't know this, um. Kids with, or I should just say people with mental illnesses, they are very, very strong. Like, they are physically strong. And they are, like, even if you try to grab them, it's like the two of them probably wouldn't be able to pull them off. Because remember, he is 15, so he's he's got some strength. He may not, mentally he may not be there, um, but he, he's got the strength. So you look at that, and he he's going, and... They're, they're like, okay, Manny, you know, just come over here, you know, get off the golf cart. You're not supposed to be right there. Just, 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 just come, just, just get off the, just get off the cart. He didn't do that. The, uh, so he pushed the gas and they're like, oh no. And so they go and try to stop it and it speeds forward. They can't catch up to it and he crashes. Um, you know, I'm going to say this on the bright side. It's a good thing that no one else was hurt. It's a good thing that no one else was hurt. That's, that's not the most important thing. Cause I mean, someone died, but thank God no one else got hurt and you know, no one else was out 
and in the way of this of this runaway golf cart. Um, but this, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you that this may sound harsh, and I'm, I may get a lot of you know flack for this, but this quote by Victoria Ruiz, Victoria, I disagree. He 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 died because of, because of himself. And and I'm I'm admitting, yeah, he has the mental capacity of the three to five year old, but even at that, it's like it it at it was it was him. He may not have known what he was doing, but he still he did the action that led to his death. So that's where I think you're wrong. I see where you're coming from, Victoria, but I disagree. He died because of his own hand. I hope the family is okay, or I mean, as close to okay as, as possible. Um, this is really unfortunate. I can't, I can't fathom what it's even like to, to lose a child. No parent should ever have to lose, should have to bury their child. Parents should, children are meant to bury, they're not, well, that's not their only purpose, but children, should bury their parents. Parents should never bury their kids. This is absolutely devastating. I feel this is, this is really sad to me. I'm, you know, I, 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 all I can do, all I can really do is pray and just, you know, just pray that the family's okay and that, you know, God covers them in, in, in this time of, in this time, in this time of loss and grief. I, I pray that, uh, this family will become, the Perez family will become stronger and closer. Um, but yeah, I, you know, after all that, I got, I gotta say Manny Perez died because of his actions.